Hey guys, welcome to the Pro Writer Mindset Podcast. I am your host, Jennifer Blanchard, and today I have with me Dave Chesson. He is a best-selling author, an 11-year veteran of the U.S. Navy, and he is the founder of Kindlepreneur.com, which is a site that provides Kindle authors with the tools that they need to help them get readers for their books, so help readers find their books. And obviously, that's a super important thing. And I met Dave at um, Jeff Goins' Tribe Writer Conference and was just so um, amazed at what he's created that I definitely, you know, wanted to talk to him. So I'm really excited to have him here. So welcome, Dave. Hey, thank you so much. It's really good to be here. Awesome. So I wanted to sort of just start by getting a little bit of your story. So for people who haven't really met you before or heard of you, I would love to just kind of get a quick how you got where you are today and you know, sort of where you started from and all of that. Sure. Well, uh, you know, when I was going through high school, I was the worst writer in the world. I mean, literally my English teacher came up to me and she said, Dave, you're, uh, you're going to go into physics, right, when you go to college? I said, yes, ma'am. She's like, yeah, that's probably a good idea. <laughs> you know, it's that bad. <laughs> and uh, sure enough, you know, I became an engineer. I'm a numbers guy. I like, you know, kind of uh, the analysis part of it. Uh, I went into the military, became a nuclear engineer there, and later on, though, I turned into a military diplomat because I really enjoy kind of working with people as well. So I love the idea of being able to use numbers as well as being able to work with people. So it's kind of a rare combination. Um, but all of my talents kind of culminated when I really discovered about self-publishing and kind of how Amazon works, uh, why Amazon puts certain books ahead of others, and that was like, that was perfect because it fed my need for numbers and analysis, but at the same time, you know, there was the marketing component to it. Uh, so I started a, um, basically three and a half years ago, I started my own personal exit strategy. Uh, it was a plan for me to be able to get out of the military and to be home with my children and with my wife and be able to do the things I enjoy um, without being deployed. Uh, Sadly, I spent the past three out of the four years away from my children, you know, thanks to uh, military requirements. So I am now finally living that dream and being able to write and just take time off and be able to take my kids to messy art. I'm a really happy guy. Wow, that's awesome. Really awesome and really inspiring because I think a lot of people dream of that, you know, quitting their job and doing something that they love. So it's amazing that you were able to take something that you are really good at and turn it into a full-time thing, especially as a writer, you know, it's even better. Yeah, and, and the real challenge came from trying to maintain still being a father and a husband, but also doing the military job, you know, working that eight to five. Um, I didn't jump off the deep end and just say, hey, I'm going to make this happen, you know, and quit my job. I couldn't. I was, you know, I, I, was, I had a responsibility, you know, to my children. And, you know, to my oldest daughter who's playing softball right now, I swear that's costing me an arm and a leg. Ugh, but, hey, you know, um, I'm just happy to be able to provide. So the truth of it all was that, yeah, it started three and a half years ago, but it was like working two separate jobs just to be able to get to the point that I'm at.
Okay, you recently did, I, I'm actually a huge fan of your blog because you've got such in-depth content on there and stuff that I think makes it so much easier for a writer to understand sort of the technology slash new, you know, numbers part of doing the whole Kindle thing. So um, I think that your blog is amazing. And uh, you recently had an article about keyword strategy for fiction authors, which intrigued me because I think, you know, I work with a lot of fiction authors in, in what I do. And one of the things I hear from them most often is that the stuff that works for nonfiction authors doesn't work for them. So uh, I thought that article was great because it really changed that perspective. So I would love to sort of hear you um, talk a little bit about that and how fiction authors can use keyword strategy for their, you know, Kindle sales and their Kindle books. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the, the, the core thing about Amazon is Amazon is a search engine, right? So long as people continue to go to Amazon and type in what they're looking for and Amazon presents those products to them, understanding how Amazon and keywords work will be instrumental for the discoverability of any author, whether or not you are nonfiction or fiction. Now, I will tell you right away to any of the fiction authors out there that are saying, that doesn't work for us, guess what? It does work for you. The thing is, is that it's just different. It's a different way of thinking about it. So to kind of split the two, let's talk about, you know, the difference between nonfiction and fiction, not the obvious aspect, of course. But when people go to the search engine, also known as Amazon, okay, and they type in what they're looking for, in nonfiction, they're typing in the pain points that they have that they want solved, okay? If they want to learn about the Civil War, they type in the Civil War, you know, maybe something more specific than that. If they want to learn how to quit smoking, they type in, how do I quit smoking? Those are the words they use. That's very important for nonfiction. But here's the thing with fiction, as we all know, it's not a pain point. Nobody's typing in, um, you know, how do I destroy the one ring? You know, I mean, that's not what's happening. What they are is they're entertained and they want to find books that entertain them. So, you know, that seems really hard, right? How do you come up with that? The beautiful thing about Amazon, though, is, is that there's a lot of tools and things that you can use to figure out what is popular, okay? Um, what are things that people are typing in? So in this article that I wrote, what I did was I used this tool, KDP Rocket, which uh, will allow people to see how many people per month on Amazon type something in. Now, from a fiction author's perspective, a lot of fiction authors will start writing in keywords. You know, you get your seven Kindle keywords that you choose. And they'll say, okay, well, my book's a fantasy book, so let me just choose fantasy. All right, that's, that's not exactly a great keyword to go after because let's look at the kind of person who types that in. If you type in fantasy into Amazon, do you actually know what you're looking for? I mean, would, you know, I mean, how many different kinds of fantasy are there, right, Jennifer? I mean, yeah, that's a lot. Exactly. Tons. And, and, and even if you worked really hard and ranked number one for the word fantasy in Amazon, you're going to have a very low conversion rate. The person who types in fantasy, well, quite frankly, they're, they're like starting their endeavor to find a book. They're starting to look into something. They don't know what they're looking for. So instead, though, you can start to go further down. Um, one of the examples that I had for Kindle Panera was in that article was I looked at science fiction, okay, because if you know my writing, I'm a giant sci-fi nerd, um, you know, love Star Wars to death. Um, and what I did was I showed that, you know, the word science fiction, 
right now has 137,000 different competitors. Okay, there are 137,000 different books right now that show up the word science fiction on Amazon. Out of that, okay, there are 18,628 people per month that type that into Amazon. And crazy enough, the competition is really hard. Now, for a fiction author, that might not be a good idea, right? I mean, that's, there's way too many books that are trying to go after that. It's way too hard to get into it, and it's not a very good return on investment. So let's go down a little further, okay? Say, for example, your book is about, you know, epic warfare in space. The next step down would be sci-fi military. Now, instead of 137,000, it's only 17,000 books show up for that. And it's a lot easier to rank for. And the average amount of money per book in the top five for that word, they're making about three to $4,000 a, a month, okay? That's, that's all right. That's nice, natural, organic traffic. So let's go even further, okay? If you then try, try to rank for, say, the word space marine, okay, I'm going to get, like, here I am, I'm thinking of the things I enjoy because, you know, I love Space Marine books. I love Super Troopers, or, I'm sorry, Starship Troopers. I love Super Troopers, too, great movie. Yeah, but I love Starship movie. Troopers. <laughs> I love Forever War. I love Old Man's War. I love, you know, those are books that I really enjoy. And as a reader, I know that those are Space Marines. So if I type that in, to Amazon, now instead of 17,000 competitors, I'm only working against 3,000 competitors, and it's even easier to rank for than it would be for sci-fi military or science fiction. And the average amount of money that books are making are about 850 bucks per month just because of that keyword, all right? So while you may say to yourself, hey, that's only $3,800 you know, $3, or 800 but let me tell you, for the new author out there who's just trying to be discovered, you're going to have a much easier time being discovered for space marines than you would, you know, uh, sci-fi military. All right. Now, again, I just got super uber nerd on you guys. I apologize. But what I'm trying to say is there are some great numbers out there to help you decide, well, one, to learn what science fiction fans are typing, are actually typing into Amazon. And number two, what's your expected return on investment would be to target those kind of books. Now, I don't care whether you're an amazing artist or whether you're just getting into it. Uh, those are some powerful numbers that can help you not only choose the right kind of book to write, but also understand what are the words that your fans are using when they're looking for your book. Yeah, so it sounds like what you're saying is being more niche, especially with your keywords, makes a bigger difference than if you're trying to rank for something that's pretty generic. Absolutely. And as you can see, there are some great words that people are using in Amazon when they're searching for the next book, right? They're not just saying science fiction. They're not just saying sci-fi military. They're going as far to say, you know, uh, sci-fi, space opera, you know, uh, armada. Uh, actually, armada is a great word. Um, you know, and there are all these words out there that people are using. If your book truly belongs a part of that, then just understanding these components 
can help your book get natural sales, get natural customers to find it. And that's discoverability, and that's wonderful. Really, really cool stuff. So for somebody who isn't familiar with how to do this, so someone that maybe isn't very tech savvy or, you know, has just started out in this whole Amazon Kindle thing, how would you recommend that they find keywords or how they choose them based on, you know, would they just go looking at the book topic or would they go deeper than that? Yeah, that's that's a really good question. What I like to do is I like to give people the two the two versions of it. There's the free one because hey, some of us just don't have the budget, and then there's the more efficient, effective with a price tag. Um, let's talk about how you can do this for free. One of the things I love is validating the book idea before I start writing it. Okay, um, for a fiction author, you can start to look at the trends and see whether or not people are actually enjoying certain books. Okay, if they're really actually going after a certain genre, a certain type of book. Um, the way you can do this is that you can go to any book and you can go down to their Amazon bestseller rank. It's the number that Amazon gives, and it's oh, number one to 4.7 million. Okay, number one being the hottest selling book in all of Amazon. 4.7 million being the worst selling book in all of Amazon because there are only 4.7 million Kindle books right now on Amazon. Um, and where you sit on that actually says how you're doing compared to all the other books. Um, on Kindlepreneur.com, we actually have a free calculator where you can put that number into it, and it will tell you exactly how many books per day that author is selling. Now that you know that this book is selling this many books a day, and you multiply that by the price, you can now find out how much money they're making per day. So if you're saying that, hey, you know, are people typing in romantic, supernatural thrillers, okay, and you put that in Amazon, you look at the top ten books that show up, you can put their Amazon bestseller rank into the calculator, and you can find out whether or not this is successful, if all these books are doing great, or whether or not this is like a dead area. No, nope, no, nope, none of these books are making any sales. Um, and that can help to validate your idea, plus help you discover certain keywords that seem to be bringing in more money. Um, if you're trying to generate ideas, you know, to find out what words people are typing in into these algorithms, into these search engines, I would recommend going to Amazon first and just start typing in certain words and let Amazon suggest things for you, okay? When you do this, there's an important step that you need to make, all right? First off, you need to make sure that you're, if you're using Google Chrome, go to incognito mode, okay? What that means is that Chrome will not put any of your information out. It's, it's like you're a ghost, you know, you're a spy. It will not uh, send any of your computer's information to Amazon. It will not report any cookies and all this crazy stuff. Basically, what happens is when you go into incognito mode, Amazon thinks that, oh, this person has never been to Amazon before. They've never, you know, they don't have an account or anything like that. This is really important because Amazon collects information on you. They collect information on the searches that your computer has made over the past couple of months. And what they show you is dependent on the thing you've looked at. So if you go into incognito mode, okay, then you're stopping Amazon from doing that. And all Amazon, all the suggestions Amazon gives is based off of the most popular searches instead of what they think you might be interested in. Do you see what I'm saying? Or did I lose you? 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Okay, so first go to incognito mode to make sure that your previous searches yourself is not throwing off all the information that they present to you. And when you're in incognito mode, just start typing a word, and Amazon will start suggesting things. These are things that people actually type into Amazon. So if I start typing in star, it's going to say wars, star, shit, star, you know. And that can be your first parlay into what words you should test to actually see, you know, whether or not it's a viable option. Another trick that I like to use to be able to figure out some of the words that people actually type in is Google. Um, Google has a free tool called Google Webmaster, or excuse me, Google Keyword Planner. And Google Keyword Planner, just type that into Google, you'll find it, number one. Um, you just start typing a word, and Google will find, like, hundreds of words and phrases that are close to what you typed in that people actually type into Google every month. And it will tell you how many people per month. So now you can kind of start to figure out, hey, is the term mage or wizard or warlock, you know, what, which one's the most popular term that people are using when they're searching the Internet? And that can maybe help you to start classifying your characters. You know, um, there's just a lot of things you can do with these numbers to help build a better marketable book. Um, so once you've collected all these words, you can test them on Amazon, and now you can start to kind of figure out some better niche keywords that actually get searches. So that's the free way of doing it. Um, the, there is a software that actually my team and I built that does everything we talked about, and it's called TDP Rocket. And it's uh, $67, and it works on both PC and Mac. And what you would do is you would just go in there, type in your idea, uh, anything. It could just be – you could start with just sci-fi. And KDP Rocket will go through and find – you know, it will list out all the Amazon suggestions as well as Google right there. And then you can click the Analyze button, and it will tell you how many competitors there are on Amazon, the average amount of money books that rank for that search term uh, are making per month, It'll tell you the estimated Amazon searches per month for that word on Amazon, and it will give you a competitive score from 1 to 100. So you can immediately look to see which keywords are making money, are actually getting searched for, and how hard it would be to beat books that rank number one for it. Wow, that's awesome. So those yeah, are just awesome ideas. those three simple things should be able to help any author find the right keywords as well as try to look for the next, you know, genre, the, the popular uh, genre. A lot of fiction authors will kind of ride the wave of popularity, um, you know. But on top of that, too, though, it can give you deep insight as to, you know, ways you should write, things you should cover, uh, what you should call it, you know. If you have an epic sci-fi military book, Space Marines is quite popular, um, you know. Maybe titling it Space Marines, you know, Expedition to, to Venus 4, you know, will garner a little bit more interest. Um, as we were talking about, I, I kind of said that whole, you know, wizard, warlock, mage, sorcerer, magician, enchanter. I mean, there's all these different ways you could say a male guy who uses magic, right? Well, out of all of those, wizard gets the, has the most competitors and makes the least amount of money. Whereas Mage, on the other hand, is like the second to last um, for the number of competitors, but it makes the most money. Wow. So just by changing to that keyword or using that keyword instead, you could potentially have a, a lot more people finding your book. 
Yeah, it, what it tells me as a marketer is that people who type in the word mage uh, into Amazon, they are much more apt to buying books, okay? Now, you as a fiction author need to figure out why that is, okay? Why is it that Wizard and Mage are so different? Why is one making more money? Uh, when we went through and looked at the books that ranked for Mage and went for Wizard, what we found was Wizard was just way too vague. But Mage, on the other hand, is a word. It's not just a wizard. Mage usually refers to, like, Dungeon and Dragon type wizards, okay? Maybe, you know, even Final Fantasy type. Um, and that's a nuance that, are, that a good fiction author will immediately register and say yes. And instead of calling their character a wizard, they'll go for the much more niche-worthy mage title. Interesting. So I like how you're saying you're really thinking about ways to tailor the book that you've written to the reader who's looking for it rather than just writing whatever you want and saying, well, I hope someone finds it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and again, this is just, this isn't, I'm not trying to tell artists to write a different book. What I am hoping is, is that using some of these tools, fiction artists can take the story that they want to create and make some small, subtle changes that will help it to be discovered better. And if you are a great fiction author, just getting readers, natural readers who love that genre, to find it and buy it, that's an immediate takeoff. It's a lot of people who will claim that, you know, keywords are fake or that is, it doesn't work. Most of the time what they'll do is they find a couple of keywords. They either go for something way too broad and they'll never be discovered, okay, because you're, you're not going to beat out Harry Potter, okay, you know, um, for particular keywords. Um, so they go for too broad or they go after – you know, something that nobody types into Amazon at all, so it's not discovered. Or the final piece and the sad one is, is that, yeah, they got discovered, but the book was just terrible, or the book cover was just horrendous. Um, you know, and that's a whole new discussion, but um, those things really play into where you rank, okay? A great book cover that induces people to click, um, that will immediately make your rankings in Amazon rise. And, you know, again, there's a lot of components to it. But I'm getting ahead of myself on that. Um, that's a whole new discussion. But, again, keywords are not a, a way to game Amazon. It's a way to learn about your market, what they're actually typing into it, whether or not that market is actually going to pay money for that book. And, um, you know, it gives you an understanding of, this is why certain books are successful over others. That's great. So I actually, I really love the idea of just obviously, like you said, not changing your story because it is art, but at the same time, thinking about it as a pro writer would and really getting that mindset of, well, if I was doing this because I want people to find it and because I want to actually make some money so I can keep doing it, then what I need to do is find ways to use these tools to actually support me in creating a book that people are looking for or that they want to actually read. Absolutely. And I think that this, this type of mentality is even more important for the first-time fiction author, okay? You know, um, J.K. Rowling could write any book she wants, and if she puts her name on that book, she's going to make a lot of money, right? 
Um, but for the new author who doesn't carry that background, that, you know, famous name, that brand, that platform, all that, okay, you just, if you're a great writer and you're doing good stuff, you just need to get it discovered. And the only way to do that is either help Amazon to get your book in front of more people or become this master marketer and do all these crazy tactics that are out there to get it in front of people. I mean, that's a lot of hustle. I'd prefer Amazon to work for me and get my book in front of more customers. Yeah, that just sounds like working smarter. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, your first book, you know, and second book, these things will start to build. If you're doing a great job, then you can start building your, your author platform, you know, developing your email list, becoming popular to the point that you can get, you know, you know, get put in the Huffington Post, win some awards. Um, but again, it's just getting discovered, and that's the first step. Totally, totally agree. Um, so this is maybe a newbie question, but this is uh, the whole keyword thing is something I'm just starting to get into myself, so I would love to just get clear on this is where exactly do you use these keywords? So once you know what the keywords are and once you know what people are searching for, do you put them in your um, Amazon, like, right up for the book, or is there somewhere else you're supposed to put them? So um, once you've discovered some keywords, right, some particular targets that you want your book to be listed under, um, when you go to publish your book, Amazon will ask you to put in seven Kindle keywords. They call it that. Um, and you separate them with a comma. So go ahead and put your seven words that you're targeting. Another way to really help Amazon to – figure that your book should show up for that term is either having it in your title or subtitle, but that's really hard for fiction authors. I mean, you know, there's nothing worse than seeing a good fiction book that has a subtitle with Space Marine, Sci-Fi Military, you know, Science Fiction. <laughs> I mean, that's just spammy and terrible. Yeah, yeah, it's bad art. Um, you know, so I'm not saying that you do that, but I, I would say this, is that if I was writing a um, a fiction book, you know, that had, like, magic and I was in the mage realm, I may honestly think about titling or putting in my title the word mage just because of how, you know, incredible the amount of money that that keyword is bringing in. That's, you know, that might immediately let science or, excuse me, fantasy readers know that, oh, this is that kind of fantasy book because he called it a mage. Um, you know, so it can play into how you actually select your title and maybe even a subtitle aspect. But, again, not going to work for every fiction author out there. Um, another thing, too, though, is to put it in your description. There are a lot of people that would try to argue with me and say that Amazon doesn't care about the description. Um, I've actually found exactly where Amazon states they do use the description to index. So having words in your description does help with you showing up for that keyword. Um, and finally, you know, the next thing is is that making sure that once your book does show up for that keyword, to so say, for example, you're tar targeting mage, um, actually getting people to type in the word mage into Amazon, find your book, and click it and buy it, that is the greatest signal in the world to, to Amazon, that your book deserves to be there, as well as ranking higher, okay? Um, when I go to launch a book, I'm not going to lie, I do this, I will tell you know, my super fans, the fans that I know for a fact will buy the book. I'll, instead of sending them an Amazon link and say, please click this and buy it, I'll tell them, hey, guys, um, please go to Amazon, type in whatever my target keyword is, go ahead and find my book, click 
click on it and purchase it. If enough people do that, usually I'd honestly I'd say about maybe 10, it'll help to not only index you for that keyword, it will get you to rank, you know, really well. Uh, it depends on how competitive it is. And the idea is that now that sounds like I'm gaming the system. I'm not because what happens is that if my book does not deserve to be there, Amazon's very smart. They will move you down, okay? Amazon is all about making more money. So if the book that ranks under your book is making them more money because it's getting more clicks and people are actually converting on it better, you're going to drop. No matter how hard you work, you're going to drop. So this is where having a great description, having a great book cover, and having good reviews comes into play on how you rank in Amazon. Wow. I had no idea that uh, that was such an important thing. So that's I'm actually in the process of working on, you know, um, revising the descriptions and stuff on my book. So that's that's very interesting information to have and actually um, a really cool tip for getting ranked on a keyword and asking people to buy your book who are probably going to buy it anyway. So that's that's a really cool tip. Yeah, it, it really is. It's the best signal Amazon could get that, you know, your book not only deserves to be there, but should also be shown in front of more people because – you've proven to them that you make them money when they show you your book for this term. So that's, that's a really important little quick tip out there for you guys, um, you know, to really get it started. But again, if, if your book covers things, your book description, you threw it together right before you hit publish, which let's face it, a lot of us do. I mean, it's terrible, but we do. We just want to oh, publish yeah. it. Um, <laughs> that's why I'm going back and know, fixing it now. <laughs> Yeah, or or even worse is neglecting your author central page. You know, I mean, nothing worse than somebody who had, doesn't even have an author central page. You know, where their their name is actually a link and you can click. Um, a lot of people will just build an author central page and put a little blurb about themselves. What about the editorial review? Don't forget that bad boy. Nothing greater than some extra blurbs from great fiction authors saying, you know. Jennifer Blanchard is amazing. She truly knows how to compose a great book to get you in the mood. You know, I mean, that is epic. And so many authors don't even touch that. And again, this is all about conversions. Once you get that, once you get your book ranking on Amazon and people find it, now you've got to convert them. And these are where those other components come into play. Yeah, that's awesome. This was, uh, this was some really good strategy here. And, uh, you talked about your books, and I wanted to sort of dive into your personal productivity process because um, I love just hearing how authors who write, you know, lots of books get their work done. So I would love to just sort of hear what's your process like. Sure. I actually, I'm a morning person. I didn't always used to be. But I love to get up at 4 a.m. every morning. Um, oh, wow. And I did this. <laughs> I know. I did this because I needed to get work done before I actually went to work, back when I was in the military. Now I just do it out of habit. But when I wake up at 4, I will, you know, I've got a little bit of that morning, um, how L. Ron saying, a morning routine, morning, miracle morning. There we go. I do the miracle morning where I will drink that really cold, tall glass of water. Um, you know, I'll take a shower and I'll do like about an hour of work. In that hour, though, I don't turn on my email. I don't turn on Facebook. I don't look at ESPN, nothing. It's just me and a sheet of paper, okay, and my Word doc. 
On the sheet of paper, I will start by defining what that day's goals are. Something measurable that I can ascertain that I accomplished. Don't say something like write, you know, write my book or spend an hour. I like something that's like write 500 words. I can demark that I have accomplished that and I can put a check in the box and feel like I made progress. That's so important. Um, don't put yourself in that situation where you're like, write my book. You're going to feel like you never accomplished anything. So I create that checklist that basically is one that says, if I accomplish this, then I was successful today. And then I go to work doing it. Now, my, my little secret for myself is that I've got a little what I call personal Pavlov's dog, okay? You know, and Pavlov's dog, it was ring the bell, you know, and he kept ringing the bell and it would make, uh, I believe it would make the dog hungry or something. So what I did was I started training myself that if I drink coffee, then I have to work. Like, I don't get coffee unless I'm going to go right. So later in the day when I'm, like, super tired, like, I'll reject coffee until it's time to write. And so when it time comes, I will make myself a very special cup of coffee, you know, hand ground the beans, and then sit down and write. So it's almost like it's like Pavlov's dog, basically. And I'm the dog. Huh. Nice. So it's like a little reward system to get you doing your writing. It is, it is. And and at the same time too, it's like, well, I I, I can't have coffee unless I'm gonna write, so I better go write so I can have some coffee. <laughs> that's actually not a bad thing to do. It's a, that's a you know, hey I want coffee. I guess I have to do some writing now. Bingo. One hundred percent. Really cool. So what would you say Obviously, when you run a business and you write books and you do so many other things, obviously, you're a very multi-passionate person. What would you say you do to sort of keep yourself, like, your mind clear and keep yourself really focused on the success that you want to create, whether it's that day or that month? Well, the key is is to make sure that you always know what your goal is. My goal wasn't to to make, you know, a million dollars or anything like that. It was to make sure to have a business structure that allow me to be home and be with my kids. So I've got to make sure that I understand that my goal is to be with my kids, not be stuck down at my computer working, you know, every day, all day. And I think that's really important for authors is to understand, remember what your goal is and make sure that you strive for that and never forget about it. So almost like you remind yourself on a regular basis what you're really doing all this for, sort of like your why. Yeah, there was a really good story I once heard. I, I can't cite the source, but it was awesome. It was about these three men who would go down to the fishing hole, and there they would sit, and they would catch some fish. And one day, this this uh, uh, banker came up to him and said, you know, if you guys would just go uh, and buy all these boats, and you could you could create this giant industry, and you could catch more fish and be really rich. And the guys were like, oh, well, you know, we just kind of wanted to fish. And he's like, yeah, but think of the money. They're like, well, okay. So they went to work and they started busting their butts and, you know, they put down their fishing pole and they built up this industry and all of a sudden they got everything they wanted. You know, they got the money and, and the industry was great. And guess what they did? You know, they went back to fishing. They grabbed their poles and went back to fishing. <laughs> you know, I mean, the truth is, is that their definition of happiness would have just been fishing. So make sure that you understand what your definition of happiness is and when you get there, Take advantage of it. Yeah, I love that. I think 
so many of us think that we have to chase someone else's definition of success or what it looks like for you. And, and even myself, I've sort of experienced that where I've gotten to a place where I realize I'm like hustling all the time and working 24 seven and realizing that this isn't supporting me being the writer that I want to be. So it's like, I've had to really remind myself that that's what I'm doing. You know, it's, I want to be a writer and I want to write lots of books. And so, you know, building things that support that goal. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Um, you know, JK Rowling, her definition of success is going to be completely different than what your definition of success is. So don't measure yourself to her or to other fiction authors. Know what yours is and go for that. Totally. So I just wanted to ask you one more question, sort of the question I like to ask at the end, which is if you could share your favorite piece of writing advice or advice you've gotten that's helped you as a writer yourself. Well, I do a lot of nonfiction, and one thing I like to tell people is never underestimate the power of a story. People, in, you know, people might crave or might request information, but they come back to you because of the community, and community is built through story. Right, so just tell stories, and obviously fiction writers are very good at that. So, Absolutely. But don't ever underestimate the power of a good story, especially when you brand yourself as well. Yeah, totally. Stories connect people, and, and it's really that thing that helps them resonate with you, and especially readers. Oh, 100%. And, you know, just to throw in the, the fiction thing, when you go to write your About You page, don't, don't make a resume. Write a story. Write your story because you'll get more connection. Again, that's kind of why, that's like I said, when it comes to branding you, that could be such an important little step there. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that completely. That's one of the things I definitely see a lot with About Pages is they sort of just list credentials or, you know, um, a resume, like you said, and, and I think there's so much more power in sharing where you've been and how you got there and how you got where you are today. Absolutely. Awesome. All right, where can we find you online? What are you working on now that you want to share with us? Please go right ahead and do that. Sure. Well, uh, I'm always on Kindlepreneur.com. If you go to the contact page right there, uh, shoot me any questions. If anybody out there is kind of maybe I was a little too quick or I, it was crazy number number overload, you know, give me a second chance. Hit me up in the contact page, and I'll be more than happy to respond to you personally. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here, Dave. I really appreciate your advice. It's been amazing to just hear um, different ways that fiction writers can uh, start to find readers because I think that's one of the biggest things that they have headache with is the fact that they're afraid they're going to write this book and no one's going to ever find it. So I really appreciate you sharing what you know. Absolutely, no problem. And thanks for having me. Anytime. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher and share it with your friends, and I will catch you next time.